The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey there, guys. This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. As you know, I love to discuss real-life topics. Today is going to be a fun one. I cannot wait. So I have Roy here, and he is a certified relationship coach and a nationally recognized expert in the field of attraction and conscious relationships and the host of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. See where we're going? Do you see where we're going? So <laughs> along with being a frequent TV analyst, Roy is the author of three number one best-selling books and the latest of which is Relationship Bootcamp, Hardcore Training for Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Intimacy. Roy, how are you? I am doing great. And I noticed that you did not want to take a risk at pronouncing that last Biancalana. name. I, oh, there Biancalana? you go. That's quite, yeah. that's quite yeah. good. <laughs> I was I was getting a little tongue tied. I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go over that, yeah, and I'll yeah. come back. <laughs> yeah. So no sugar added. Uh, aspartame, saccharin, any of those things allowed? Or are we just going straight uh, just for a, it? Just a tiny bit. I am going to yeah. go straight for it. Yeah. I do like to have like really great, authentic conversations, and I have a lot of like mostly women listen to my podcast, but. Mm -hmm. It's growing. Like I, I'm really like impressed about how many yeah. people I've been downloading my episodes. It's kind of shocking. It's great at the same time. Yeah. But Roy, you're a podcaster. I know that. But before we get into all of that, I do want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit about you, Roy. Yeah, well, I'm 61. I'm married for the second time. And we'll probably talk about Mm -hmm. the events around all of that because it did play into how and why I became a coach. Uh, I have a 27-year-old son. I live in the Chicago area um, mm -hmm. in, a, in what a, feels like a former life. I used to be a professional golfer. You know, so the stuff like oh. you see on TV, I've played with Tiger Woods and all those guys and stuff cool. like that. But uh, I'm well past my prime, I guess you could say. At least that's what I'm told. I don't right. feel like I am. Right? right? Consciousness never seems to get old, but the body doesn't agree. <laughs> Right. You start to so, figure yeah, that out. So, yeah. Right. Now I'm a relationship coach. I still play a little golf on the side, but um, I work with single people who mm. don't want to be. And my clients are the kind of people who are, they're not necessarily interested in where to go to meet someone. They're more interested in what are they doing or what are they missing or how are they mm. blocking or sabotaging themselves and creating unhealthy dynamics and attracting the wrong partners, right? So I work with people who are genuinely interested in growing in self-awareness. 
and discovering what they're doing to attract the wrong playmates that leads to the wrong patterns and the same old problems and tons of pain. Uh, because that's really associated with my journey, which I'm sure we'll get into. So that's a little yeah. bit about what I'm, what I stand for. That sounds f- fun, uh, actually, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because you know uh, I think that's one of the things that most of us. I'm married. I'm married twice as well, mm-hmm. and it took a lot of self reflection, self work to realize things I had to change within myself. It's funny because most people want to point fingers and blame yeah. the other person, but we're the same person in every relationship. So yes. something has to like point back to us. Right. I always say to my kids, every time you point at someone, these three fingers are pointing right back at you. So well, I was the champion. <laughs> I was the champion of blame. Right. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, you well, you probably have it next to your golf trophy, right? Your your, your champion of blame trophy right, right next to right. it. Absolutely. So, Roy, th- let's talk about that though. Let's dig in a little bit. Um, so you said that you're you're married for the second time. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you weren't doing, or maybe you are doing some coaching about relationships in the first marriage, were you? Right. Well, you know, I have a long history of working with people around spiritual, relational, emotional mm-hmm. issues. But no, I, I never dreamed that I would end up being a relationship coach. Right, never dreamed right. of it. It's sort of, it sort of captured me rather than me intending to set this kind of passion and journey up. And that's mm-hmm. because, you know, I was married for 19 years. Oh wow! And a time. you know, I and my ex, we co-created a very functional. Uh, but very platonic co-parenting type of relationship. So we didn't have much man woman stuff, if you know what I mean, right? There wasn't much sexual. Oh, you mean in the marriage? In yeah, the marriage yeah, itself? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. We, we were great parents. We didn't really argue or fight much, but we didn't have much sex. We just, we functioned like brother and sister. And mm. that really wasn't working for either one of us. Right, right. So that, Ended and I immediately rebounded into, of course, the exact opposite relationship, right? I didn't take any time between these relationships to kind of work on me. I was just doing the only thing I knew how to do, which was find a new woman. And and so I met someone and we had this incredible sexual chemistry. It was so fun for a couple of years coming from where I was. Right. And we got engaged to be married. Um, and about six months before the wedding, she broke it off with me. And mm-hmm. that, that put me in the tank. I bet. You know, that, that sent me on like a one year long midlife crisis. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't sleep very well. I had heart palpitations and I had obsessive thinking. I think my parenting really dropped off my, it hurt my profession. I was an absolute mess. Wow. And again, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend this. I was simply doing the only thing I knew how to do to survive. But I do joke with my clients now, if you if you just do the opposite of everything I've done, you're going to be fine because I've made <laughs> every mistake you can possibly make. So after the marriage, I didn't do any work. I just jumped into something new. And then after my ex-fiance broke up with me, I was in such pain that I just joined four different dating sites and tried to find a new woman to help me forget about the last one. Okay. Right after like the same, right the same like pattern. Within, well, within yeah. two days it was on match.com. And oh, wow. Harmony. And, and I mean, I, I was in such pain. I, the only time 
it's like I kept, I, I, I didn't think about my exes when I was on a date with a new woman. Right. So you can imagine, I'm not emotionally available to these women I'm meeting right. online. I mean, I'm looking back, I, I was using men. I mean, at the time I thought I was available. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I was lost, but, but I, I was using them to help me kind of forget about the last one. So you can imagine the amount of drama that I caused with these women I was meeting online. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and so at that point is just what you were saying at that point, And it, it blows my mind, but it is the truth. And we're going to be authentic here. Yes, we are. All that my ex-wife, my ex-fiance and all the women online, I really did think that my love life was an absolute mess, but it was because of the women. Right. I, I swear to God, I thought my ex-wife <laughs> right, right. was this, my ex-fiance, oh, she was a workaholic, all these crazy right. women online. It absolutely never occurred to me that I was the common denominator in every one of these pictures. Right, right. And at, at one point, it sort of dawned on me. It, it really dawned on me. Maybe it's me. <laughs> it's funny now because it was me. Right, I mean, right. Not to say that the women didn't have any issues. Everybody's got right. issues. Right. But it never occurred to me that maybe I was missing something about myself. It never occurred to me, Roy, why is your professional life pretty solid, but your personal life is a disaster? Right. What are you missing right. about yourself? you know, what are you not noticing? And so when that began, when I began to entertain the possibility that I had something to do with it, I hired a coach and I hired a coach Art. for no other reason to say, help me figure out why my love life sucks. Uh, right. What am I doing? Right. What am I missing? Right. And I, of course, complained to her about all these women and she would have none of it. Right. Um, and that was, that was the beginning of my, I guess you could say awakening. It was, and I still believe it really is the critical step that everyone has to mm -hmm. make. And maybe, mm -hmm. maybe a lot of the viewers and listeners have already made this, but the critical step in changing the trajectory of your love life is to really take ownership that you are responsible for what's going on. That yeah. Yes, your ex and the people you've dated, yeah, they've got issues. Nobody's saying they don't have problems and they didn't cheat on you and they didn't lie to you or they didn't do whatever. But the moment you stop blaming and you start saying, what was I doing to invite this? Or what was I missing that allowed it to happen? Or what limiting belief is playing mm -hmm. a part mm -hmm. in this? What relationship persona? is involved here how is my childhood conditioning playing itself out in my love life right how is my personality blind spots mm -hmm. right so until you begin to, to turn your focus here and say what am i doing to create the nightmare in my love life if you live with i just got to find the right person Mm -hmm. My love life has been terrible because all the good ones are taken or gay and I've just chosen the wrong people. If right. you live in that space, nothing's going to change. Right. It's only when you, when you have the bravery, frankly, because the ego hates it. The ego loves to point the finger, right? Right. But the minute you make that switch and you say, what am I missing? I just feel like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it, it kind of says, welcome to the party. Right. And since... And since you're asking, 
then I'll let you know because you weren't (laughs) listening because I've been trying to tell you about yourself forever through these different experiences, but you would have none of it. But now if you're actually open to seeing what you're doing to sabotage your love life and create these dynamics, oh, I'm going to show it to you. Mm-hmm. And it became a horrifying, beautiful journey for me as I started to, to face myself and to, to see those things. But it set me free because if I was I really that. the one involved in attracting these things and causing these things, then I could be the one to turn them around, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. if, if it's just the women or life or the dating scene or the online thing. If it's, I don't have any control over that, but if, if it's actually me, well, all, mm-hmm. I can control that. Right. And so then my whole life just turned around completely. So if, if the viewer hears nothing else, if you walk away from this and you have the bravery to say, oh, maybe it's not them, maybe it's me, mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. what is my part. Right. And without, I often have some fun and say, a relationship is like a stew, right? And you're both putting your ingredients into it, <laughs> right? And it tastes crappy, okay? Right. What you need to understand is, yeah, your partners have been throwing their crappy ingredients in. Nobody is trying to say that they were perfect and it's all you. But you recognize that without my ingredients, it would never have tasted like that. Right. It would never have right. turned out without me putting my stuff in. So if I can have healthier ingredients. That's good. I'm going to make a pretty good tasting stew. And of course, we all know from the law of attraction, the healthier that you are in your psychodynamics, in your relationship skills, I call it being in relationship shape. That's what my book um, over here, Relationship Mm -hmm. Bootcamp, is about getting in relationship shape. The better condition you are in, you attract a partner who is also in better condition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can never attract a person who is healthier than you are. You right. always attract after your kind or after your level. It's interesting. Right. And so, yeah. So when I had all my junk going on, I kept attracting women and we, and then we made junky relationships right. as I started to evolve and awaken and work on me. All of a sudden I attracted a higher quality woman. Because, right. you know, in that sense, the law of attraction can sense. work yeah. for you, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's a little rant on yeah. what's really important, I think, and um, what can make a difference. Yeah, I think so, too. And, and you, you know, like you said, um, you know, you do attract a higher quality, not just in a relationship, but even in other relationships, friendships, of all of that as well. Um, so you, I wanted to go back just a little bit because I found it very interesting Um. I would have probably been in your shoes as well, you know, like saying what it's the women, it's the women, because your relationships were so different, right? Like the first relationship was lack of intimacy, uh, but you were cordial. And then the second relationship was fire, right? Um, And so they were so different that I could see why you wouldn't relate yourself having an issue for both. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Oh, it totally does. And and in a real sense, it sounds like that makes sense, but it wasn't true. Right. And this, this can be a great thing for us to talk about right now. Um, Let's do it. <laughs> most people can look at their love lives and notice a kind of a pattern. Mm-hmm. Like they seem to attract the same kind of person, 
or they have the same dynamic. You know, why do my relationships, they always seem to fall apart at the three month mark. Or why do I attract people who are emotionally unavailable? Or why do I attract people that, you know, their lives are kind of falling apart and, you know, they're really hurting. And so most people can point to some kind of repeating pattern. Hmm. And I was, I could do that myself. And I think it's so common that I've made a nickname for this. It's called the relationship groundhog day syndrome. Okay. Like the movie with Bill Murray. Remember he experienced the same day over and over and over again until he takes a look at himself and makes some changes. And when he does that, then a brand new day happens. Okay. Right. right. So most of us can relate to this idea that I, 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 there's some real themes in my love life about the way things unfold. And that was true of me. So very quickly, let me just describe one of the things that I work with on my clients is something called a relationship persona. Mm-hmm. It's sort of discovering who you have learned to show up in the world as because you think if you're that way, you will either feel safe or get love or be successful or something, right? So early in our lives, we grow up in families and I don't care if your family was awful or enlightened, but you grow up in a family where certain parts of your personality are applauded and certain parts mm. are either ignored or rejected or even punished. True. And because you want to be close to your, your, your family of origin, usually your parents, depending on your situation, but because you want to be close, you learn to figure out what parts of me, we'll speak to, to women, what parts of me does daddy like and what parts of me does daddy doesn't like, mm-hmm. or he ignores me, or he dismisses me, or he rejects me, or he maybe he punishes me. So as a little girl, this is common psychology now, as a little girl yeah. who will sort of disown the parts of you that daddy can't handle, and you will become the girl daddy wants, which might be very far from your authenticity. Right. So right. a common example of this is many men, hopefully we're growing, many men, many fathers are not good at handling emotions, feelings. And so little girls have lots of them, Mm -hmm. right? Lots of anger and sadness and fear and stuff like that. So when your daddy can't handle your emotions, but you want to be close to your daddy, what are you going to do? You're going to bury your emotions. You're going to become the little girl that he likes, which, you know, is the one who's sort of always in control and never cries and, you know, is brave or whatever. You're going to, you're going to bury the emotional side of you. Mm -hmm. Now you're 45. And you wonder why you you show up stoically or you're not able to relate on an emotional level. You follow yeah. me? Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's my story real quick. My mother took care of our physical needs in the family, but she was emotionally distant, right? Mm. Um, the only way to feel attention and affection from my mother, which you know, a little boy wants this. I mean, your mother's your first girlfriend, right? Mm -hmm. As a woman, your father's your first boyfriend in in a way, right? It's your first contact with that opposite energy. The only way to get close to my mother was to make my life be about taking care of hers. Mm. It was like, if I showed up with my own needs, my own wants, if I was quote selfish, you know, and I, then I, I, I didn't get much emotional connection. I got those pursed lips 
But when I was a good boy, good boy, Roy, you know, when I was, what do you need, mommy? What do you want, mommy? Because in my house, mm-hmm. if mommy wasn't happy, nobody's happy. Right. Even my dad taught me. I can remember when I was five years old and telling me, son, don't, man. Just do it her way. Just make her happy. It'll be easier for everybody. Okay. <laughs> so what was I learning? Right. I was learning the way you get the attention and affection from a beautiful mm. woman is about making your life take care of hers. Wow. Now, you fast forward and I'm I'm Roy the rescuer. In relationships, mm. I was the one taking care of. So within two weeks of meeting my ex-fiance, I was basically raising her. She she had a big full-time high-powered job. She was very successful. All the women that I've been involved with, when I met them, they were making more money than me. They were more successful than me. They had high-powered careers. But they had women. I do want to ask that though, because that's interesting, right? Um, if if you were the one that was like going to take care of everything or, you know, like, so how did that play out in your mind? If these women were high powered, uh, women that made more money, right? Because I think, and I don't want to speak for all men, but I just know that the men that I've known, you know, they, they struggle a little bit with a woman making more money or with them not bringing everything to the table. So how did you handle that part of it? Yeah. I'm not that insecure. Any man who's intimidated by your career or your money, get rid of him. Okay. He's just insecure. Yeah. I loved the fact that they were doing that. Oh, okay? that's good. Okay. But they they were single mothers and they they were overwhelmed. They couldn't handle like their household and their kids and their job. Okay. 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 So, but I'm showing up as Roy the rescuer. So within weeks, I'm I'm I meet my ex fiance and I'm raising her kids. I'm doing her laundry. I'm getting her kids to school. I'm doing the homework with the kids. I'm cleaning the house. I'm making dinner. I'm taking them to tutor, to soccer. I'm washing the car. I'm cutting the grass. I'm doing all this stuff so that when she works 60 to 80 hours a week, she had all the time to take care of me. Right. The man who wasn't getting laid up until now. Okay. So she was highly sexual, but she was, she was a damsel in distress. Right. See, I get it. So I grew up being Roy, the rescuer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I start feeling attracted to and attracting women who need to be rescued. Rescued. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So this is this is the pattern. This when a person notices a pattern in their life, they're attracting that because they are in some ways showing up as an opposite type of persona, mm-hmm. which goes with it. So, ladies, if you seem to attract men who are sort of broken down and they're hurting and you know they they're you know they're like wounded soldiers it's because you're animating some sort of nancy the nurse persona right if (laughs) i'm a rescuer yeah i'm a rescuer i don't go with a woman who's on her game she'll need rescuing right no chemistry right the minute i meet a woman who feels overwhelmed with everything and so forth oh baby i'm perfect for you and you're right. perfect from we we go like two pieces of a puzzle. Like right. in a puzzle, all the shapes, but one puzzle piece doesn't go with just any piece. It's got to right. find its match. Right. Okay? So when you're in a relationship and you notice there's a pattern, you're matching with some kind of energy. It's because you have a certain psychological shape. I was a mm-hmm. rescuer. Mm-hmm. And I could pick a damsel in distress out of a room of a hundred women and find right. the one woman in there. 
that just needed me to help. Right. Right. So if you're a nurse type, if you're a, if you're a yeah. caregiver, yeah. yes, of course you're going to attract men who are broken down because that's the only person that needs a nurse. Right. I tell men, you know, because men complain, oh, I just keep attracting women who are drama queens. Oh, that they just have all these emergencies. They, they have all these problems and they call me, I got to come rescue. I got to come running to the, you know, the, the house is on fire. I'm like, yeah, it's because you have a fireman persona. You're, mm. you're, you're attracting women because they need a fireman to come put the fire out. Right. right. So, so when we get in these patterns, the way you get out of them is you cannot say as, as a rescue, I cannot say, I just want to attract a woman who's got her shit together. Right. You know, that she wants support. She wants love, but she doesn't need me. I mean, she's, she's handling it. She's, she's working it. Right. Right. I can't say I want to find her because if I'm the rescuer, mm. this piece of the puzzle, it only fits with an damsel and I'll right. find them over and over and over like groundhog day. Right. If I want to get out of my patterns, I have to change my shape. Mm-hmm. I had to find out who's the authentic Roy. I had to get at that thought that if I'm not there, you know, to be Roy, the rescuer, like I was with my mother, um, who am I if I'm not that guy? There's a, cha- a chapter in one of my books, my first book on top of my head there. Um, chapter 12 is called The World's Greatest Boyfriend. That's what I was, right? Mm. But it was coming from my fear. Right. Like I have no problem with a man who, as an expression of love, wants to serve and be a Mr. Mom. That's fantastic. I, I love that. Yeah. I wasn't doing it because I, I was loving. I was scared. I was doing all the stuff out of fear. Like you won't want me. Or you mm. won't want to have sex with me unless I do all this stuff for you. So it just breeded resentment. Right. And that's why we end up breaking up. Okay. So all my, the women in my life, they needed rescuing in some way. And I was perfect for them. Right. <laughs> right. So I worked on myself a little bit. Um, and because I changed my shape, I'm now married to a woman who doesn't need rescuing. Right. All of a sudden, I met this woman who's got her shit together. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Again, it's the law of attraction. Right. This is why one of my big messages, everyone loves the law of attraction. It should scare the hell out of you. Because what it says is you are going to attract after your persona. Right, right, right. Right? Right. So it's going to work against you unless you do the work here. Thank you for saying that. That's right. And then it can work for you. But right. most people, oh, law of attraction, here's my list, this is what I want. and But it's all coming from a needing to be loved or an insecurity yeah. or a fear-based way of being in the world. Um, so one of the fun conversations with my clients is, what's your persona? Like, who do you think you need to be to get a man to want you, to love you, to worship the ground you walk on? And very often, it's not their authentic selves. It's got some dynamic that's between you and your dad. Right. <laughs> okay. That's so deep. That's, so deep. that's just, that's just yeah. one major dynamic in how we sabotage our love lives and just getting that groundhog day syndrome. And it, it just, you just want to just lose your mind.
Yeah. And, and, you know, the work that you're doing is also so important, right? Because people need to break out of that pattern. I love all those little nuggets that you just dropped. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like, you know, okay, law of attraction, everybody's all into that. Now everybody's talking about your list and whatever, but I love that you said you also have to do the work and there is a lot of work to be done. Like, did you notice Roy, were, were you like, aware of all the work you did when you attracted your current wife oh, yeah. or was, or did it just come to you like later? How, how did that? No, I spent two about? years with a coach and, uh, oh, and wow. uh, she put me through some workouts, baby. I, mean, I was sore from head to toe, right? Metaphorically <laughs> speaking. So no, I had to work on that relationship mm. persona thing. I had to do some real work on my personality blind spots you know, each of us have a personality type that is a blessing to the world, but it, it will, it will sabotage us in, in our lives in many ways. And so, no, I had to do a ton of work and really my newest book relationship bootcamp. Um, what that book is, is sort of summarizing basically everything I've learned in the last 15 years of being a coach and doing my own work because these mm-hmm. stories I'm telling you about were in 2002, 2003. Right. Um, I I learned that you need to be in relationship shape. If you want a great relationship, for instance, let's say you want to run a triathlon. Okay, You want to do really well in a triathlon. And let's just say I'm a triathlon coach, which I'm not. Okay, But you would hire me as a coach to help you do well in the triathlon. And so we sit down and you start asking me questions about the day of the race. You know, like how do you survive in the water? How do you make the transition to the bike and to the running? And you're out there all day. So when do you eat? How much do you eat? What do you drink? So you're asking me strategy about the day of the race. Okay, good, fine. Those are important questions. Okay. But as a triathlon coach, I'm sitting there saying, you're not asking me about the stuff you should be asking me about. Right, right. You should be asking me about how to get in shape for the damn thing. Because if you're 50 pounds overweight, I don't care how good your strategy is. You won't last 50 yards in the water. So you got to be fit. When you get to that starting line, you got to be ready to go or you're not going to go the distance. Right. That's my message about relationships. A lot of people come to me and they want to know race day strategy. Right. Where, Where do I go to meet someone? It's easier. How do, how do I get them to approach me? <laughs> what do I say? How do I flip? Right. Okay. Those are important questions. But if you come to the starting line, that moment when you meet someone, whether it's online or through the course of life or somebody fixes you up, when you're standing in front of someone, if you're not in relationship shape, you won't go the distance. You're right. going to create the same dynamics and disappointments that you've always had. Mm-hmm. So best to stop get yourself in shape so that when however life works the mystery of life when you meet that person you're in shape and you're ready to go the distance so in my book i've identified what i call seven relationship muscles okay it's just all metaphorical Mm -hmm. and if these relationship muscles are strong you're in business you're in shape if they're weak or any of them are weak it's going to hold you back from creating something healthy and sustainable. So I've identified these seven areas, right? And we just talked about really basically one of them in terms of that persona thing, right? You you got to find your authenticity Mm -hmm. of who you are and get out of the fear-based way of relating and so forth. But though the, that's, that's where the money is, is getting in shape. 
And then you can sit back and say, I'm ready for something real. Yeah. You can't control when you meet someone. I mean, you can do certain things that, you know, can help. But I mean, I ended up meeting my wife. I went to a personal growth conference. I knew the speaker. I was on the stage saying hello. And it was time to start. And I turned around on the stage and looked over the crowd. And I just sat down next to the prettiest girl in the room. (laughs) So totally random. And we started flirting. I think the speaker was mad at me because we were, I mean, it was incredible, (laughs) the chemistry we had. Right. Who knows when that's going to happen? You meet in airports, you meet in store, you could meet online. But so the issue is, am I ready? What if God Mm -hmm. gives me a great partner? But I'm still carrying a lot of baggage yeah. from my past, which is one of the muscles you got to work on, your relationship to your past. Right. What if you're carrying some of that and you're guarded and you're sus- you're suspicious and you've got trust issues, which are normal. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if if that past is alive in you, it's not something that happened. It's something that's happening. Right. Yeah. It, it's like you're in a menage yeah. a trois from hell. Right. It's me and you and my past. And the three right. of us are in this room, right? So, <laughs> so these true. are the kind of things you got to clear up your past. You got to be able, how do I let go of when I've been betrayed or hurt right, right. or maybe even abused or abandoned or ghosted or gaslighted or lied to? All the stuff that we all experience. Yeah. yeah. Right? How do I let go of that stuff so that I can meet someone with a clean emotional slate right. and I can get to know you for you. And I'm not projecting any of my past. Are you going to hurt me too? You know, it's so easy to do, right? Right. So that's just one muscle, your relationship to your past. And there's seven of them. Right. right? That's great. That's a lot of work. We don't have time to go into all of them, of course. Right. But but that's what I want to impress about people. Focus not on where do I go to meet someone or how do I find them? How can I get myself in shape? Yeah. Uh, a quick quote from my favorite mystic ancient poet. Have you heard of Rumi? Yeah. Most people have heard of Rumi. Okay. Yeah. My favorite saying from Rumi, I think he lived in the 700s or th- I mean, all the 1300s. So it's like 700 years ago, he sort of understood today's relational world. He said, your task is not to find love, but search instead for all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Oh, that's good. Right? Your task isn't to, to find a partner. Your right. task is to discover all the blocks and barriers that you have built up against it because love is the nature of reality. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not out there. It's in here. Yeah. You're blocking, you're sabotaging, you're you're hiding. You're, you've got fears of intimacy, fear of commitment, fear of being trapped. You've got stories from your childhood. So you need to do the work and get yourself in shape. Then, well, then you end up in a great relationship. Right. I'm not like, God didn't bless me. I'm not lucky. I did. Like the reason why I'm a coach is because my coach asked me a certain set of questions and made me look in certain places. And because of that, I was able to learn about myself and grow. And I became a coach because I just want to do for other people what my coach yeah. did for me. Yeah. So it's a repeatable thing. I can ask you the same questions and take you and look in the same places. And if you're willing to look and to grow and to face yourself, you can have the same outcome I've had. 
because it's right. I'm not lucky. I mean, I did certain things that lead to certain outcomes. Yeah. And that's transferable. And that's my invitation yeah. to people. And that sounds amazing because what that sounds like too is not only are you doing this work for yourself and learning that you don't want to bring this stuff to the table, but it also um, said to me, you're also not going to receive that from other people either, their garbage, their stuff either. It sounds like you will build up your respect for yourself, your boundaries, right? Your mindset. So that's also, that's fantastic. So it's like a double, you know, um, growing here. So that's right. amazing. Sort of yeah. the energy that you put out is the energy that comes yeah. back. Yeah, that's beautiful. The, the, your, your relationship fitness level is going to be matched by right. the person that you're right. attracting. If that's you're amazing. not in very good shape, You'll attract someone who's not in very good so shape true, and though. you're going to be in some pain and some disappointment and some drama. But yeah. if you get fit, then you're going to be attracting people who are fit because right. they, they just love that the pieces of the puzzle fit. And then you're in business. So right. you can control the outcome by simply working here rather than where do I go to meet someone? Right. The right kind of people. Right, yeah. right. Oh, that's so good. You have so many gems, Roy. Oh, oh my gosh, I can speak to you. We all only day. talked about one muscle. Yeah, I so, know. So so I good. guess we're we're kind of wrapping up. Yeah, we're gonna be wrapping up. But before we wrap up, I do want to have these, uh, you know, everybody who's listening to know where they can, you know, follow you and go and get this, um, you know, this coaching that you're doing because. It's such deep work, Roy. It's such deep work. And now a lot of us look at different things. Like, you know, I deal with high-performing women, you know, 35 and over, like to master their game. That's what I do. So we, we work on that stuff. Cool. But there's such deep things when it comes to relationships and a lot of things that people don't look at. A lot of times it is the other person's fault, right? Yeah. I love the way you just dropped all of these gems in here. So I want to make sure people know where to find you, where to follow you, where to get your book, Great. all that stuff. So can yeah, you Yeah, it sounds like a lot, of, a lot of your viewers can relate to being professionally yeah. successful, but personally, what's the deal? Exactly. Right? So that was my yeah. story. So maybe I'd be a good person to talk to about that because I've I turned think it so. around. It took me years, but I... But I did. I forgot but, to wait. ask you how long you were married, though. The, the, the I was married marriage. for 19 years. Now I'm at, we're coming up on year 14. Awesome. Okay? That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Going going strong. She still loves me. And I'm crazy <laughs> about her. And you're it's not really rescuing good. her all the time. That's a good thing. No, 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 no. There's a support, but not, uh, there's there's not a codependency is what, yeah, what that's awesome. I experience, right? right? Well, the easiest way to learn about me is my website, right? I mean, that's your your online business card, right? So coachingwithroy.com. That's really that. coaching with Roy. But on the homepage, there's something really special there. Okay. It's like, a, this is a free gift. It's, there's no charge to this because I talk about being in relationship shape, just like if you went to the gym and hired a personal trainer, mm -hmm. the, the, the trainer knows what you want. You want to get in shape. You want to lose some pounds. You want to get fit. But a good trainer, the first thing they're going to do is put you through a bunch of assessments to see where you mm -hmm. are now. Once they know where you are now, they know where you want to get. They can put a program together to get you there. Right. Well, that's what I'm doing with my clients. In the same way, I know what you want. I know you want this beautiful, healthy, mutually supportive, engaging, sexual, beautiful relationship. I know that's the goal. Where are you starting from? What's yeah, your current relationship fitness level? Because once we identify that... Then I can put a program together 
to work on the muscles that need to be strengthened because maybe some of them are strong, maybe some are weak. Right. I can put a program together to get you where you want to go. So on the homepage of my website, Coaching with Roy, mm -hmm. is something called the Relationship Fitness Self-Assessment Test. Oh, great. Okay? It's a 30-question true-false test. Take you about three, four minutes to take. Um, it's absolutely confidential. So I don't see your results. I get notified that you took the test, but I don't see anybody's results. Oh, Only great. you get your results from the test. And it, the, the test will put you in like five fitness categories. Okay. So you'll either be ripped. Nobody's ever scored ripped. That's like Jesus <laughs> and Buddha. Okay. So you ain't perfect. You're not an enlightened being. Right. So That's get hilarious. Yourself. I don't even, I, I still don't even score in that category. No way. Right. So there's ripped and then there's skinny fat. Okay. And then there's overweight and then there's unhealthy. And then there's the lowest category. And I believe it or not, I took my own test, but I took it from sort of the mentalities that I had back in the day before I worked with my coach. Mm -hmm. And I scored in the lowest category. Obviously right. my love life was a mess. Right. I was dangerously out of shape. Okay. Right. So I tell people, this test is accurate. And that's the bad news. You're, you're liable to get the feedback that you need to get in better shape. Okay. I don't know where you're going to fall, but don't be surprised if it tells you you're not an enlightened being and you're right. human and you've, you've got that. some work to do. Okay. Right. I mean, if, if, if you were in great relationship shape, you wouldn't be listening to this. Right. You would have no need. I got that mastered. Right. Right. So don't, don't be offended if it says, you know, you're unhealthy or you're overweight and you, right. All it means is you, you need to work on some things. So once you get your results, perhaps you want to talk to me about, Hey man, can you be my trainer? <laughs> can yeah. you coach me? Can you help me get in better shape? Because my yeah. results said, you know, I got some work to do here. Yeah. And frankly, I hate to admit it, but it's true. Right. And then I can put a, a coaching program together to help you get in shape and then do for yeah, you what my coach did that. for me. So all that's right there on coachingwithroy.com. My cell phone number is right on the homepage. You, you can just text me. I offer free consultations. I don't expect anyone to sign up to work with me without having a conversation. Right. No pressure. I don't need to do that. Right. Um, but everything, everything you want to know about me and more is on coachingwithroy.com. I love it, Roy. And I love uh, the most thing I love about you is that you're a straight shooter. And I yeah. love that because, you know, this is straight talk, no sugar straight added. Talk, no but sugar. I love straight talk. And that was really good because you were like, you're no holes barred. This is what it is. We got to get you in shape. Let's do it. Right. So thank no. you so much, Roy, for for like dropping so many gems. I really, really appreciate you spending time with me. Thank well, you thank so you. much. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very much appreciative. Oh, wait, yeah. your yeah. podcast. What's the name of your podcast oh, real quick? Uh, it's named after my second book over here. Things are backwards on the screen. Uh, it's called the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. Okay. I've been doing it for about a year. There's 48 episodes that are up there. It's awesome. free. I do it weekly. I, I, right now, I'm only, I only interview a couple of people. I don't do interviews. Okay. For people who want to know, it's, it's way more work to do interviews. Mm -hmm. You know, Nina can tell you that. that, that it's more work. I'm not ready to do that yet. But I discuss some really hot topics. Yeah. So Great. it's on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you want to get a podcast, you can find the Attracting Lasting Love podcast.
That's awesome. 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 Thank you guys so much for spending time here. Now you heard it's coaching with Roy. Make sure that you get on there. Take that assessment because you'd be surprised, right? Like a lot of times we think it's everyone else. And a lot of times it's really us. And so we got to really figure that out because I want you guys to have healthy relationships for yourself, for the people that you're affecting around you. It's just a beautiful thing to do and to really like self, um, just have some self-awareness, right? It just helps you grow in every area, not just relationships. Every area will start to really blossom, you know? So thank you guys for being here. I love you. This is Nina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.